0: podcast or you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willy Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world.
1: Inducted into the Speaker Hall of
0: Fame. Award winning singer. Best selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, folks, it's another great day. It's a great day. Now, I'm going to ask you a question as we get started. Before we get into the show, how many of you would like to become multimillionaires and are concerned. Maybe you're older. Maybe you don't have a lot of resources. Maybe you you are feeling that you don't have what it takes. Well, I'm going to share with you a system to get and go and grow your wealth no matter where you are. You could be at the bottom. How to start even from the bottom to start going to the top. You're going to want to stay around for this show because I got the millionaire maker with me, one of the wealth creators who has done this over and over again. Cedric Nash, my dear friend, is my guest, and you're going to hear from the guy who has created incredible wealth for many people around the world. You're going to hear about it. Well, you know, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds and it forced upon me. Can't refuse it. Didn't seek it. Didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer. If I lose it, give account if I abuse it just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be on with you, to share some ideas with you, to encourage you, to inspire you, to empower you to have greater success in every which way, and to make the most of each and every minute in that effort. I also want to take a moment, as you know, I start every show with that God's minute, then I take a moment to give God some glory, to give God some praise, to thank Him for life and strength and health. I am not uh, hesitant or trepidatious in terms of letting people know that I am grateful. I am grateful for health and strength and friends and family. I'm grateful for the opportunity, but most importantly, I'm grateful for life. You know, God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with it. So I'm encouraging you to do something extraordinary, but you gotta have life to be able to do something extraordinary. That's why I take a moment to give God glory because he's given me life, another opportunity. I woke up this morning I did what I do every morning. I looked up and I saw the ceiling and I said, thank you. <laughs> I said, thank you. God, thank you for another day. I don't take it for granted because somebody planned a whole th- a list of things they were gonna do today. They had a whole agenda, an itinerary but they didn't wake up. So when you wake up, I'd encourage people to take a moment to be grateful. And I thank God every day. My, my next thing is I want to thank you. And I want to thank each one of you for making this the number one self-help show in the country, wealth creation show in the country. And now we're global because of you telling your friends, your family members, your coworkers, hey, 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 you better listen to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show because he's bringing in the. Best and the brightest thought leaders over and over and over and over again. And so I'm thankful for that. And then I want to thank our sponsor, Truest Bank. Truest Bank is an incredible bank. You took the auspices of great thinkers and the auspices of great leaders, and you came together one bank, BBT, and one, another bank, of uh, equal bank, SunTrust. They were great banks by themselves, but they said, let's combine and create a powerful new bank with one concept, care. They said, we're going to care for people. We're going to focus on helping people. And so they did. And they are incredibly impactful with communities across America. And so I want to encourage you to go to truest.com because when you start with care, you build a different kind of bank, truest Bank. Well, let me tell you about my guest, This guy is incredible. That's the right word, incredible. Cedric Nash is the millionaire mentor. He's a serial entrepreneur, and that's the truth, an investor who educates, inspires, and motivates wealth building in the African-American community. And a lot of folks outside the African-American community are now taking his uh, wise counsel. He is the founder of the Black Wealth Summit, and I was able to attend that not long ago. He's the author of the Books. Why Should White Guys Have All the Wealth?, that talks about the, the, the impact of the wealth gap and how to close it, not criticizing white people, but encouraging black people to learn. He's also author of the book, How You Can Become a Millionaire, Starting from the Bottom, and the Millionaire Money Move Supplemental Investment Guide. This guy is incredible. He is the founder, owner, president, and CEO of Oakland Consulting. Which he founded in 1997. He now has over uh, 900, uh, 300 employees, and has 900 million dollars of revenue he's generating. He holds a BA in Computer Science, MBA from Pepperdine University, and he started with humble beginnings. Which I'm gonna let you let him tell you because he started really as a humble guy with very little, but he had one thing that made a difference: ambition and a desire to learn and was a sponge. He was willing to learn from mentors and now he mentors others. I want to introduce you to my friend, Cedric Nash. Cedric, so glad to have you on the show, man. Thank you for making time. Dr. Jolly, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, I, I want you to tell your story because nobody can tell this story like you can tell this story. How you started at the bottom, at the be- at the beginning, started with little or nothing, but you built this multi-million dollar empire and you're helping others to do the same. Tell your story, please, my brother. Yeah, you know, I'm
1: from a little town in California called Seaside California, which is just south of San Jose, south of San Francisco. And um You know, the town is a town of a lot of retired military types, um, and it's a small black community that are either ex-civil servants or retired military types that come from all over the world. But we happen to be butted up to a little town called Carmel Valley, Pebble Beach, which is, you know, really, really, really wealthy type of a community there. Famous for the golf tournament. Famous for the golf tournament. and Also, Clint Eastwood, who was the mayor of Carmel at one time. So yep. I went to. Uh, so I grew up in that community, and I had the pleasure of being mentored by four millionaire mentors. Three which mm. were black, uh, which was Al Glover, uh, Robert Taylor, Gilbert D. Bruce, and Gus Martin. Gus Martin was the white one. So I had three black mentors and one white millionaire mentor that poured into me since the eleventh grade in high school. And what they poured into me was a mindset around how to treat money. Mm. Uh, these were guys who were billionaires, but they were not the flashy kind of millionaires. They were what you would call, you know, uh, you know, they had big hat and a lot of cattle as opposed to the ones with big hat and no cattle. Amen. So so they, you know, they were involved in um, real estate. They owned businesses. Mr. Glover started a bank uh, in the area. Um, Gus Martin was an electrical engineer. He really inspired me to be an engineer. He used to fly to Carmel to service um, the radio stations of a man who was worth over one hundred million dollars, John Walker, uh, John Walton. And I met him through my my dad's best friend. And as a result, he really inspired me to, to pursue engineering. And that's kind of where my love for engineering kind of came from. But as a result of that, when I graduated from college, I was, uh, you know, received a $36,400 a year paycheck from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory as a software engineer. And all I thought about when I graduated from college was how I was gonna turn this $36,400 paycheck into millions of dollars like my mentors. I kind of create a plan to, you know, kind of take a paycheck and turn it into millions. And I literally wrote a plan and actually have that piece of paper that I put a copy of it in my book and it worked. And so it was one of my goals that when I achieved Destination Millionaire to a certain level where I can take the time and write out the process that I would do so. And that's really what my books are about. Uh, Why Should White Guys Have All the Wealth is really about teaching African-Americans how to go from paycheck to millions. And the supplemental guide is really, the book that talks a lot about
0: my investment philosophies around stocks, real estate, entrepreneurship, and private equity. Wow. Wow. Now, a couple of things I loved in in your story were that when you graduated from college, you took $700 or $7,000 to put down on a condo, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. And you said, you know what? All my roommates are getting apartments. I'm just going to do what my millionaire mentors have told me to do. Yes start small, start where I am, just get a small little piece of property. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I did that. And that was the starting point of building my foundation because you want to build that foundation. Am I correct? That's absolutely correct. You know, I, I, I took, I was working as a consultant in
1: college, found a consulting job making 25 bucks an hour. And uh, I saved my money in my last few years of college and bought my first condo right out of college. I went from my college apartment into a condominium that I own my own self. And I bought that and it
0: was not in the greatest neighborhood, but
1: you know, years later. (laughs) Yeah. You
0: said it was right around the corner from where they, where they uh, accosted Rodney King and it was a tough area, but it was
1: yours. It was mine, but I later sold that property for over $310,000. Wow.
0: Wow. And he, he started this building on that and building on that and building on that. Well, you've gone on to write a book, that has become very popular. I am so impressed with it. And my wife, who reads all of my books, she read it and said, this is really a great book. People should wow. read this book. She said, this is really good. Great ideas. But here's what's so important about it. Not just did a lot of Black people endorse it, but David Gardner, who is the co-founder of Motley Fool, Mm -hmm. And he's a white guy. He said, as a white guy, I strongly recommend why should white guys have all the wealth as an inspirational and intelligent guy to help you make millionaire moves and the kind of moves most people never learn. Cedric Nash is on fire. So take it from this white guy. This book can make you a millionaire no matter what color you are. And that's why I wanted to talk to Cedric, because he is here to encourage people, particularly people of color, that, hey, look, you, you've you got to change your thinking and where you are now does not determine where you could be. You just need to know that. And he said, he gave some real tips which you're going to go in to help you, no matter what color you are, but mm-hmm. particularly he wants African-Americans, the wealth gap. Uh, tell us real quick about the wealth gap, please. Yeah. You know, the racial wealth gap, you know, they've been tracking that and the racial wealth
1: gap is real. And I think that a large part of why the gap is there is that we as African-Americans, as we as we come up in, in our existence, we don't, we're not taught about wealth. We're well, often, right. we think of income and lifestyle. Right. And no one teaches us about assets and liabilities, about how to get them, how to manage them and how to make our wealth go up. And that's part of the reason
0: why I wanted to write the book. Absolutely. One of the things we talk about in the racial wealth gap is the fact that there's such a gap in terms of net worth. And you talk about that quite a bit, net worth. And then teaching. And, it, he, you know, he makes it clear. Here's some of the historical reason, but that's not what we want to dwell on. Mm-hmm. We want to dwell on where you are now. Those, those are done, said in stone. OK, mm-hmm. that's done. What can you do with where you are now, particularly about your lifestyle? He yes. talks about lifestyle and thinking and living below your means and being patient and creating a system. He talks about systems for creating wealth. And that's what really got me excited about this book, about one of the ones I love when he say, you got to make money, not your toy, but your tool. Yes, somebody. (laughs) uh, Man, this is so powerful. So he has a lot of powerful Points about wealth building. He has systems and structures, which we're going to get into in this book that you're going, I mean, in this interview, that you're going to be able to take and glean from the book, as well as some of the recommendations he has for how you can grow your thinking as he did, and the lessons he's teaching others in his programs, in his summits, in his events that will help you grow your wealth. This is going to be an interview you're going to want to take out a pad, a pen, a piece of Paper and some information uh, gathering. Your phone, your iPad, whatever, your computer, because you want to take notes. Because this is going to be an interview that can change your future, but also your legacy. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And we'll be right back after this break, and for sure, the best is yet to come. The phone and just- Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. Call me. You can call on me. When you need me. You can call on me. Call me. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. Are you ready to revolutionize your relationship with money? I'm Brian Ford, a financial wellness expert. And I'm Bright
1: Dixon, an expert in positive psychology. Together, we host Money & Mindset with Bright & Brian, a podcast from Truist Bank that's all about exploring the relationship between your money, your mindset, and your well-being.
0: Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or truest.com forward slash money and mindset podcast. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, host of the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show. The smart first step to buying a home is knowing how much you can afford. A Truist mortgage professional can help you understand that in just a few minutes. Connecting with a lender first helps you to be more confident in your search. Truist offers loans that can help you become a homeowner with a low down payment. The best way to find out if you qualify for a low down payment loan is to talk with a Truist mortgage professional. Visit Truist.com mortgage Truist. Dot com slash mortgage to see current rates to get a sample mortgage payment using their calculator and find resources to help you buy a home talk to a truest mortgage professional about your loan options having that relationship in place can help you find the best financing options available to you truest bank is an equal housing lender when you start with care you get a different kind of bank truest bank a to the D to the T to the I to the T to the U to the D to the E. A to the D to the D to the I to the T to the U to the D to the E It's the your attitude. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show and podcast. And we're grateful now people are listening to this show all around the world. I'm getting reports from people all around the world. And I say it every week. If you're in a different country than America, then I want you to take a moment. Just send me a quick email. Say, hey, I'm in England or I'm in France. or I'm in South Africa or wherever you are listening Please let us know, because we want to know who our family is over, uh, over on other uh, continents and other places. Info, I-N-F-O at WillieJolly.com, W-I-L-L-I-E-J-O-L-L. E Y.com and the E and jolly is for enthusiasm. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we also want to encourage you to go to winwithwilly.com, with win with And we're really excited now because so many people have said, well, we want some of your resources, some of your books and some of your programs. Now, all of our programs are digitized so you can get them in that digital form. So you don't have to have shipping and, and, and waiting and all of that. You can get it. Fam right now, just go to winwithwilly.com, look for my product store and go in and get the digital versions of the resources and the books and the programs and the audios and the videos all there for you right there at winwithwilly.com. My special guest today is Cedric Nash. Cedric Nash is an incredible gentleman. He is uh, an investor, a wealth coach, founder and CEO of Oakland Consulting Group uh, with over uh, uh, 300 employees and has recognized the Inc magazine this is one of the fastest growing companies as well as in black enterprise. He also serves as president and founder of the Black Wealth Summit, a nonprofit organization sponsored by top financial service organizations. And I was at it and they had every major financial service organization in attendance because they know that this is a viable and valuable effort to help people, particularly those of color, to understand that wealth is possible Mm -hmm. if you know how to do it. And he teaches people how to do it. Get past your self-limiting beliefs and thought to expose and expand your mind to new ideas. So, uh, Cedric, thank you again for being with us, my friend. And I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Let's get into some of these questions that I've been waiting to ask you and because you've had so much success. You were Entrepreneur of the Year for the Oakland Metropolitan. Poland Chamber of Commerce, uh, East Bay Business Times, 20, 40 under 40, uh, or some years ago now. You're a little over 40 now. You got, <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got children who I met your twin boys, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I met them at the summit. Boy, yeah. they are handsome young men. Uh, so here are a few things I want to ask you. Why your race, age, education, income, and starting point in life are unimportant when it comes to building wealth? Tell me, how you can make that statement because that's a powerful statement and that people need to know that.
1: Yeah. So it's unimportant because the wealth building process is universal. It's universal Mm -hmm. for for everyone. There's just countless amounts of evidence that it's doable. And I'm an example of one. Regardless of where people started from, I take my grandmother's example who only made $200 a month working at a cleaners in New York City. And she, by the time she died, you know, she was able to save forty three thousand dollars for her, partly for her funeral and thirty thousand for her grandkids. She was able to buy a house for twenty five thousand dollars in the Bronx. Uh, she was able to pay off her car. She was able to retire. It was really about her mindset, and that was so powerful about her was that she had the mindset to live below her means to save whatever she could. She could have benefited from learning more about investing, but she had a great life, and so she was able to pass on at least 10,000 of that month, those dollars to me. And I was able to turn those into millions. And by the way, I own her house to this day. So that house
0: is worth
1: $7,000 in the Bronx. It's a two family that I rent out. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't let my grandmother's house go. So I had to hold on to it because of the value, because what it, what it meant to us as a family and what it meant to us as, you know, with regards to her journey. But the whole point is, is race doesn't matter. You'll find time and time again, Dr. Jolly, that, Uh, It's so funny because grandmothers, when I talk to people across the country, the interesting stories I get are about grandmothers, about grandmothers who didn't make much money, but who owned many homes in Washington, D.C., in North Carolina and various places. They didn't have much education. Like my grandmother probably didn't even finish sixth grade because at the time that she came up. It was very common that people didn't go beyond eighth grade. Right. So it was amazing the wisdom that they had and and the amount of people that they helped. And it was really about their mindset. And so wealth building is universal, but it's mostly about having the right mindset, the mindset to, like I said, use money like a tool, not a toy, use it as a tool to make more money. Right. Right. It's really about that kind of a mindset, the mindset to, uh, to live frugally and understand that, you know, having everything doesn't, doesn't, you know, doesn't make your life better. It's like one of the things I say all the time is you can have anything, but you can't have everything. And so the the everything uh, mindset is what's keeping people away from building wealth
0: is because they hold they hold on and they buy a whole bunch of useless things that hold no value. Right. And you're right about grandmothers. My grandmother was exactly like your grandmother. My grandmother came out of the South, out of uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, got married and i think probably at 17 or 18 years old Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know i I do this day don't know her education we never discussed that Mm -hmm. but my grandmother left me enough money to put a down payment on this home uh that i now or the home that i now reside in Mm -hmm. and uh she left me enough where she also encouraged me to work hard she owned a beauty salon Mm -hmm. she owned a a two-floor uh building that the salon was connected to in Philadelphia. She mm-hmm. owned a lot of property. And so it was, again, same concept. Yes. But they were wise about their dollars and were saving their money. And she did it all with cash that she made from doing people's hair. Exactly. So, uh, so amen. So, okay. So now there are three common financial mistakes that prevent you from building wealth. Please share those, please.
1: Yeah, the three common mistakes are, f- first of all, not living on a budget. You know, my mother mm. used to say in the first line of my book is if you can't manage a little bit of money, you won't be able to manage a lot of money. Wow. And so, No matter how much money. And that's always stuck with me. My mom died when I was 19 and that always stuck with me. Uh, and you look at it in some of our athletes, not just black athletes, all athletes where that, that make millions of dollars and they still have a difficult time holding on to dollars. It's because they don't live on a budget. Mm. So that's rule number one. Uh, rule number two. Is that, you know, I go back to the mindset, treating your money like a, it's the money, it's the mindset that you apply to your money that makes all the difference. Treating your money like a tool to make more money and not a toy. And the other thing is investing regularly, consistently until you have lifelong income. A lot of Mm. times that we in our community, we lack financial success, not because of what we do. it's it's, It's because we don't hang in there long enough. We're not patient long enough we automatically think our mindset has us thinking that it should happen faster because we see somebody looking like they're getting rich faster than we are. Well, the reality is, and I say this all the time, is becoming a millionaire isn't hard. It's just slow. You Mm -hmm. have to be patient. So you have to be patient because it takes time for your mindset to shift. It takes time for you to build up capital. It takes time for the market to go through its cycles from a bear market to a bull market, right? It takes time. And so so you should be looking at your wealth building timeframe in terms of seven to 10 years, not six months to one year or to two years. And so that's often right. we start investing and we don't see any results and we start changing our game plan. And that's,
0: that's, that's the reason why people don't have investment success. You know, you're absolutely right. I had a family member one time who got into a, a direct sales organization. And she was working and and she got a first check and it was like 12 bucks and she got mad and gave up. Mm-hmm. And her cousin did the same thing, worked hard, got her first check. It was ten dollars, but she kept working mm-hmm. and kept working. She didn't give up. And the cousin went on to make millions in that company and wow. invested. And so it's like the old. Pump handle. If you come from the country, you would know Mm -hmm. this as a pump handle. And you pump and pump and pump and pump and pump and pump and pump. And and you put a little water in, they call that. You, you, you. Priming that pump Mm -hmm. and get a little water in there, but it's just a few drops. But it, and when the thoughts coming out, it comes out in little dribbles, Mm -hmm. it comes out in little drops. But if you keep pumping, then it goes from a little dribble to a little stream, Mm -hmm. and then it goes into a full stream of Mm -hmm. water. But you got to keep pumping, Mm -hmm. you can't give up with the first results, and the same with. Investing. It's mm-hmm. slow. It'll take time. It'll take you. Keep pumping. Keep investing. Dollar cost averaging. And things like that. Mm-hmm. And you just keep going, and you don't stop, and you, you 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 don't you don't look at it and say, oh, I didn't make no money today. I'm giving up. No, mm-hmm. that's not okay. So those are three. Go over those one more those time. So make sure. yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's basically um, it's not living on a budget not living not with the millions. The other one is basically not treating your money like a tool, treating it more like a toy. And so just yep. the wrong mindset. And the third thing is investing consistently over long periods of time. It, you know, I just want to add to that is a lot of times the, our perspective about and our understanding about what we're doing with wealth is unclear. That's another mm. reason why I wrote the book, so that people have a framework or have a blueprint. It's like, why am I investing? I'm not investing just to make enough money to buy A Gucci belt or to go on vacation. No, I'm investing for lifelong income. I'm building up what I call a freedom fund that is designed to generate income through either dividends or through appreciation that I can live off that income and then pass it on to the next generation that they can live off on it and build upon it as well. That's the that's the model that we have. It's not we're not building it up. So a lot of times people are really vague. They start putting money in it. They start making some money and they decide to spend it because they don't have a very they don't have a very clear objective or
0: perspective about what they're trying to do with money overall. And that's what I wanted to do with the book. Well, you have done that. And you also we're going to talk about he gives what are called the four percent rule on mm-hmm. how you how you get into that freedom fund exactly and how you have to think about it we're going to come back after our break and talk about a number of those points and this is it's this what i like about it it's simple it's not a heavy duty high end you got to crush your mind you have to have a phd to read it no he wrote this book for the common person black white asian hispanic latino whatever color you come in, but he had a focus on trying to close this wealth gap. And that's why he has made that a priority as well as the things that he's doing. We're going to come back after station identification with more from my friend, Cedric Nash. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show. And we got my special guest, Cedric Nash, the author of the popular, hot new book. Why should white guys have all the wealth? And he even gives a shout out to Lloyd Lewis, who is the widow of Reginald Lewis, who Reginald Lewis said, why should white guys have all the fun? And, you know, I've had Loiter on this show a couple of times with that book, Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun, as well as her book about Asian-Americans and how, how they should also be playing in this role. But he also has another book called The Millionaire Money Move Supplemental Investment Guide. And he is writing books. He's helping people. He's got programs. We're going to tell you about some of those programs as well as where you can get the books in a moment. I want to take a moment right now, though, just to take a moment to thank again our sponsor, Truist Bank. And they want you to have home Ownership, because they have t- they have discovered, as we all know and shared with others, that buying a home is knowing how much you can afford, and it's the foundation of creating wealth. Hey, we want to connect you with a lender who can help you to be more confident in your search to find a home loan at a low-down payment. The best way to find out if you qualify for a low-down payment loan is to talk with a truest mortgage professional. So you visit truest.com slash mortgage, truist.com slash mortgage to see current rates, get a sample mortgage payment using their calculator and find resources to help you buy a home. Talk to a Truist Mortgage Professional about your loan options. Having that relationship in place can help you find the best financing options available to you. Truist Bank is an equal housing lender. When you start with care, you build a different kind of bank. Truist Bank. My special guest is... Cedric Nash. He is a dynamo who is helping people to create wealth. And Cedric, before we go any further, I want you to let people know, one, where they can get the books, where they can reach you, where Mm -hmm. they can get involved in your programs. Please tell people where they can contact you as well as get the resources.
1: Yes, you can uh, contact me at cedricnash.com, C-E-D-R-I-C-N-A-S-H.com, or you can uh, connect with me on on uh, Instagram at Millionaire Money Moves, as well as uh, on Facebook. The book is also sold on my website at centricnash.com, as well as sold at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com and target.com. So uh, feel free to reach out to me. I do give a free Black Wealth Growth Challenge, where I teach African-Americans how to build wealth for free for an entire year. We're just finishing up that group, and we've had some phenomenal success. Some people have come become millionaires, and I just recently received some texts, and some people have
0: grown their net worth by 100 percent within one year wow now i'm gonna ask you the hard question what happens if one of my white listeners or asian listeners say oh, you know what i want that can they, they can, join the- they can join they can join right. it's, open. it's open yeah. to everybody okay We're equal great. opportunity there you go equal opportunity wealth yes. creator but he want to make sure that african americans there's been so many african americans who have the capacity the potential but they didn't know how mm-hmm. and look my grandmother was born wow. on like 1897 or 98, somewhere in there. And she was, she got married in 1914. And, and my mother was born in 1915. Here's why I, I want to signify that. When my grandmother was a go-getter. She made it happen. She created wealth. My mother was a child of the depression. She was a teenager when the great depression, her father had saved Money working for the railroad, saved all his money on the side in investing and in stock markets. And the stock market crash of 1929, he lost everything. He said he would have killed himself except for this child who he was raising, and how she kept him from killing himself because he felt despondent. Uh, my mother never forgot that. She never ever that I remember. My mother was a go-getter, hard worker, because my dad died when I was 13. And my mom put my brother and I through school by being a school teacher, selling World Book Encyclopedia and renting a floor in our uh, in our house to to college students. But my mother never talked about investing. She was she got scarred by mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so I had never heard of investments when I, when I got out of college. I knew nothing about it. I had to go back to school after I got out of grad school and take courses on investment at, that I audited so I could learn a little bit about it and particularly when I got the the money from my grandmother what should I do with this this money that has come my way and I thank God I had it to put money down on this house so let's talk about uh, Cedric some more of the things that you have been able to teach people in your program because they're so profound and so interesting how you have created a system now you say that uh, there are six critical steps to building your wealth uh i'm gonna go through them and you can planning effort sacrifice investment intensity investment consistency and time talk about those please
1: yeah you know it's like when you when i break down really the most important things about wealth building you know um you know these are some of the real critical things you know planning is very very important um you know what the bible says without a vision of people perish so you gotta have a vision and a plan for what you're trying to achieve um You know, I I also talk about, you know, about um, how to, how to, in the book I give you specific templates and examples of how to do your planning. In fact,
0: on my website, cedricdash.com, I give you those Excel templates. You give it all the way on yes. the website. I was yes. shocked when I went to the website and they were there. Just yeah. go to the website. He gave you the templates right there.
1: Yeah. Amazing. I give them to them for free so that they could kind of follow them and um, and so that they could start building what I consider their their millionaire money moves master plan. You have to have a master plan and the master mm-hmm. plan integrates everything around uh, what you earn, around what you uh, save, around what you what you pay what you consume, uh, what you invest, what you give back to the community, as well as how you reward yourself. So it's an integrated plan that allows you to be very, very focused on on and intentional about where your money goes, about the money moves that you're making. Um, also, I talk about investment intensity, and investment consistency. And what I mean by that is, you know, often we're not investing a, a, a significant portion of our income. And so my budgeting system, asks for people to invest 22% of their income. Uh, and I give them an investment ladder to give them a blueprint of where to where to invest as those investments build up. And a lot of people say, well, 22% sounds uh, very, very aggressive when I'm living paycheck to paycheck. And I understand that. And that's why I give people tools on how to increase their earning, either mm-hmm. from their main hustle, their main job, their side hustle from any side work, so that eventually their investment hustle which is the dividends and the returns from the investment can do all the work of earning income from them and that's really what the game is. And then the other part I talk about is investment um, investment consistency and that is investing a portion of your paycheck every month, you know for the rest of your life until you have lifelong income until your investments can do the job of creating the income for you. and people may think that I'm talking you know out of the side of my neck, but I'm living that and that's the case where I have invested long enough and built up enough investments to where the income from my investments can cover my lifestyle, more than cover my lifestyle and give me the money that I need to where I don't have to touch the investments. I can allow the investments to continue to grow and do proper estate planning, prepare for my heirs to benefit from those assets soon. That's what generational wealth is. It's not a sum of money. It's really about the education and teaching the uh, and, and passing down efficiently your assets so the next generation can
0: benefit. Wow. Let's talk about, right? Leads right into the 4% concept mm-hmm. for financial freedom, because mm-hmm. that's a simple concept that if you will just understand it, then it can really profoundly impact your financial independence and freedom.
1: Yeah. You know, I talk about the 4% rule because a lot of times people don't know really kind of what, I also talk by subtitles how you can become a millionaire starting from the bottom. And right. I'm not saying, you know, becoming a millionaire is not a matter of greed or a matter of bragging rights. It's really a matter of necessity. And yep. it's because of the 4% rule. And the 4% rule is a is a 4% withdrawal rule of how you can withdraw your money after you build up your, your, your freedom fund so that you can preserve it. The 4% rule says that if you uh, put all of your money into a market uh, earning a minimum of 6% return, you can take 4% out of your freedom fund, adjusted for inflation, which was the assumption is two percent, and that money should last you thirty to forty years. So the whole concept is once you build up those investments over the year and your years and you're ready to retire, you can take four percent out of that money. So if you had just a million, you can only take forty thousand a year. You had two million, eighty thousand. So that's my argument that you need to continue to invest for long periods of your time, get to the point where you have millions. Now you can take out enough money that could be significant. Now that money is less uh, critical or the amount is less critical. If you have a pension or you have social security or you have other forms of income, like rental income coming in, you need less. But I was just trying to give people a guideline of what to do with their money and, and, and to what level they need to get to in order to kind of retire and, and have
0: the kind of life they dream of. And that means that you got to have a number. You got to have know yes. the end of mind, And you talk about the end of mine. And I often tell people, do you know your number? Do yes. you have your own number in your head? I got a number in my head. Mm-hmm. I got to hit this number in order to have the kind of lifestyle to keep me and my wife and my children growing. And they've been able to le- leave a, a legacy and we want to create real generational wealth, not false, because mm-hmm. a lot of false generational wealth is talked about. Yes. We're going to get generational wealth. We're going to get generational wealth. And they really don't know what that means. They really Really don't mm-hmm. generational wealth is not you leaving somebody ten thousand dollars and saying okay or leaving somebody well we hope they leave a will and not a bill but uh, but <laughs> but more than that tell us real quick what you consider generational wealth
1: yeah well I consider I consider generational wealth two things enough income to last enough assets or enough wealth to last one generation and pass to the next generation but it's also the education and the mindset to teach that next generation how to grow it, how to preserve it and how to build upon it. You know, that's the important step. I mean, if you look back in history, the Rockefellers has their, their wealth has lasted longer than any, any family in history. It's lasted any longer, over five to seven generations, which is a generation is 25 years, Right. right? Their money has lasted. And so if you go back and look at what was the key principles to, them expending that money. It was really about the principles and the values that they instilled within each generation of the family intentionally. Yes. Intentionally to number one, be a family of service, because that's what John Rockefeller was about. He was about, he was a Christian man. He was about giving back. So giving back was important, but also instilling certain values to where they look at to much as given, much as expected. And the fact that the family kept those values moving forward. So of all the families, the Carnegie's, all of them,
0: the Rockefeller family, have preserved their wealth a lot longer than all of them. That's exactly right. And that's what we want people to understand, how important it is to have a plan and generational wealth where you can really start to see it beside, but beyond the second generation, beyond mm-hmm. the third generation that is impacting. And, you know, the, the, the Japanese have a, a system where they set a goal 100 years out. Here's a hundred year goal, and my wife and I, what we did two Christmases ago was create a trust, which Mm -hmm. is a hundred year trust, and we plan. Okay, we're going to keep putting money in this trust, so the hundred years from now, some child will be able to go to college because we set it up now for them that we won't get to see it. But that read somewhere: the great ones always are willing to plant seeds of trees Mm -hmm. that that take eighty years to grow. When they're 88 years old. (laughs) They'll never sit under it, but they know Mm -hmm. why it's worth it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this break. And we got more with Cedric Nash. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And for sure, the best is yet to come. Yeah. That you- And we're back with Dr. Willie Jolly in the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show and podcast globally impacting people. And I'm so glad you're all here. Please continue to share this with your friends and family. My special guest is Cedric Nash. He's the author of the book. Why should white guys have all the wealth? how you can become a millionaire starting from the bottom. And then he also has a supplementary investment guide called the millionaire money moves. And he's the founder of the black wealth summit. I had the opportunity to attend one day, uh, just a few, not not all, just about a month ago. And, uh, the governor of Maryland was there. There were a lot of, uh, financial institutions who uh, presented. And it was fantastic. A lot of ideas on wealth creation and wealth development. And so, Cedric Nash, I'm so glad you're here that I wanted to take a moment. You talked about the 4% rule. And we want to talk a little bit also about how you can become a millionaire starting at 50. Because some Mm -hmm. people say, well, you know, I missed my boat. I, I didn't right. invest. Well, so th- let's talk about some of the things you can do. Give me some ideas.
1: I love you to threw that question at me because that is a title of one of my books in the future. Okay. Um, and that title was inspired really by my grandfather. My grandfather um, married my grandmother. He's, he's Jamaican and he married my grandmother whose house that I own in the Bronx. And um, and he got sick and he was uh, he was battling prostate cancer and I was mm-hmm. looking out for him. And while he was, you know, he was a construction contractor and, um, you know, did pretty well with it, but he didn't save, he didn't properly prepare for retirement. So he wasn't yes. an avid investor. He wasn't like my grandmother so or an avid saver. But it was one thing that saved him was the fact that he was living in my grandmother's house that she willed to him, and he, it was a multifamily house. Mm. So there were tenants that were giving him income. So he had a little bit of Social Security and the income from the property gave him enough money to keep him fed and to keep money in his pocket throughout his life. So that really stood out with me because then I realized that there are people that are in their 50s or in their 60s and they don't have enough money in their retirement accounts and their 401ks to to get to that number that they need to to retire using the 4% rule. Right. So I said, what's the best thing for them? You know, What are the best options for them? And I think the best options if you're starting off later in life in your 50s is that if you start off in your 50s, you've obviously developed some type of a skill or a specialty about something. So I think that there's an opportunity for freelancing. There's an opportunity where you can say, you know what? I'm not going to do this job as an employee. I'm going to find somebody who needs my skill and will pay me by the hour for it and pay me more by the hour than they would if I was an employee. And yep. with that additional income, you can save and invest And over a 15-year period of time if you're retiring at 65, that money could be more significant than the rat- rate that you were going with your 401k. Another option is entrepreneurship is a way. Yeah. Because as an entrepreneur, you make way more income. And with way more income, you can invest a whole lot more and save a whole lot more and get you to your number. So, entrepreneur is another option. And then the third option is real estate, buying multifamily properties, moving in one of the properties, renting out the rest of them, and you'll have income for the rest of your life. And over the next 15 years, with income increases, now that that income that you get from that property is real money that you can carry into retirement. So, those are three strategies because saving, and investing, starting at 50, when you have 15 years left, doesn't give you enough time for significant
0: compounding unless you have significant income and you're putting away. A, a big amount of money. And that's the magic of and uh, the genius and the brilliance of compound in, uh, interest. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh where millions are made and understand to take full advantage of that. And that's time and where we yes. And and I talked to a young man the other day who came by to visit me, who was visiting from California, one of my mentees, and he said, "Well, what should I be doing?" He's he's just about 30. I said, "Start planning for retirement now." So he said, what? I said, start planning for retirement now. And his wife, she has a 401k. I said, max it out and max, make the most because it'll get there and you'll be glad you took that advice. Start getting a mindset. Read the book. Start stu- studying wealth creation. And I got a new book coming out uh, soon called Rich is Good, Wealthy is Better. Mm-hmm. And talking about the different mindset for creating wealth and how you can do it and how you can grow it. Now, not as detailed as, as Cedric because there's a different perspective, but I'm going to talk about getting past your self-limiting beliefs, your self-limiting thinking and getting on and understanding that rich is one thing. Mm -hmm. Wealthy is something else. And you need to know the difference between them and how you can start to take advantage of it. And we want people to understand that they have the capacity. Yes. They have the ability. And, And with all the isms in America, racism, ageism, sexism, it still is a place. But mm-hmm. people are risking their lives to get here because they know that there are opportunities mm-hmm. and that you can create wealth here in your community, in your life, in your family, in your generation. OK, you got to tackle debt while simultaneously building wealth. That was something you talk about (laughs) because debt eats up people. They get, they get, they get a use. You talked about it. You had to get over getting past those credit cards and Mm -hmm. things like that. You said, I got to get out of that. And you started saying how important it was to get out of debt. And why is that so important, Cedric? Uh, I do believe that you should get out of debt,
1: but I think that as a community, we have been too uh, obsessed with debt and not obsessed with investing. And the reason why I say that is that I think that your debt, you should prevent your debt from going up and you should keep it going down using like the snowball approach or the avalanche approach to get your debt to kind of go down. But what you should do is you should start investing because your investments as they grow has an ability to do a better job of paying your debt than you do. And I'll give you an example. I own a four unit apartment building right around the corner from Howard University. I bought in two thousand. Two thousand three. I've had it for twenty years, Willie.
0: Hmm. I paid
1: four hundred eighty-four thousand for that building. It's worth about one point five million today. Wow! If I would have had three hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, and I was paying my student loan balance down, I probably own fifty. It's probably still one hundred fifty thousand on that debt. Well, I got eight hundred thousand in equity in that property, so. If I was in that situation, I could take $300,000 out of that property, pay off the debt, and guess who's going to pay back the $300,000? The tenants in the apartment. Those tenants, that's right. Exactly. So the whole point is is that assets have ability to grow over time, and they grow faster than you can pay down debt. My whole philosophy is that we should pay down our debt and keep our debt to a minimum, but we can't do that at the expense of foregoing investing because investing is a long-term game. And there's a difference between good debt and bad debt, right? So bad debt is debt associated to things that hold no value, like furniture debt or debt associated with cars or debt associated with shopping and travel. That's bad debt and eating out. Good debt is debt associated to assets that appreciate and generate income. So if I have debt associated with an apartment building or a house or something that I can rent out, and it pays for itself and gives you more income,
0: that's good debt. Because we want to get as much good debt as we can and stay out of bad debt. Okay, one more thing I want to ask you is you just said at Howard University. Let's say you came to DC uh, for another event that you were speaking at. I, I took you mm-hmm. to lunch and we went over to Howard University. Tell me All a right. couple of your gotas that you would tell a business class, classes class of business students who want to be successful. Here's some of your us Okay, you got to number one is you got to start investing
1: day one from your first paycheck and never stop and then increase the amount that you invest as you increase your earnings. You have to do that. You got to number two. Open up a 401k. And if your company matches, take advantage of those matches because you're leaving free money on the table. Gotta number three is that when you first come out, your first piece of property should be a duplex, a fourplex, or a threeplex. Because, and rent out every possible room, even the room in the apartment that you're in, to where you are living rent free. Because the value of that apartment building or that multifamily is going to appreciate a lot more than if you were to buy a single family condo like I did. And guide in number four, be careful who you hang out with. If you want to soar like eagles, you can't hang out with turkeys. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. <laughs> the theme of your mindset has a lot to Amen. do with the people you surround yourself
0: with. So you got to surround yourself with investors, not shoppers. You are right. You are so right. You know, in my comeback show, the big comeback show, the one man show that I have been doing here in Washington, D.C., one of the things I say is if you hang with nine losers. You're going to be number 10. (laughs) Where can they get your books? Where can they reach you, Cedric? Yeah, they can reach me
1: at at millionairemoneymoves or cedricnash.com.
0: Well, I want to thank you again, Cedric Nash, for being my special guest on the show. I'm going to encourage everybody, everybody who's listening to go get His book, you can get it at CedricNash.com. You can get it at Walmart.com. You can get it at BarnesandNoble.com. You can get it online at Amazon.com. Get the book. Get multiple copies. Also, remember the book is called Why Should White Guys Have All the Wealth? How You Can Become a Millionaire Starting from the Bottom. He also has a secondary book about the investment strategies. So get all his resources. And then I want to encourage everybody to remember my sponsor, Truist Bank. I am so grateful to them. They are serious about creating legacy wealth and they are committed to helping people particularly get in homes. So if you need to get a great low down payment home, then you can contact a Truist mortgage teammate to talk about how you can Get that done and how they can help you if you go to truest.com slash mortgage, truest.com slash mortgage. Mortgage, You'll be so glad you did. And then finally, folks, I want to encourage you to go to winwithwilly.com. And look, I want to give you a gift. If you'll send me an email, if you'll send me an email, info at willyjolly.com. Info at willyjolly.com. We'll send you a digital copy of the book, Only the Best of Success, that I'm involved with a number of other Hall of Fame speakers. We've all written a chapter in that book. Info at willyjolly.com. We'll send you a digital copy of the book. Go to winwithwilly.com. Send us an email at info at willyjolly.com and then join us every Monday night at 9 o'clock on the Jolly Marriage Show. Taken from our book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, that I wrote with my wife, Dee. And every Monday night at 9 o'clock, we do a special show to help you with your relationships. So just go to uh, A Jolly Marriage on Facebook, A Jolly Marriage on Instagram, A Jolly Marriage on Twitter, and Willie Jolly LinkedIn Live to join us 9 o'clock Eastern time every Monday night. Well, my time is up. Hope you have a great week on purpose. And remember, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is still yet to come. Have a great week. Stay blessed and keep making great things happen and do what Cedric Nash told you to do today. Start investing now for your future and generational wealth. Have a great day. God bless you.